up close with Carlos Sang, celebrating art, entertainment and the human spirit. Uh, welcome to another episode of Up Close with Carlos Seng. Today I am joined by another very special guest. He is currently touring with Waitress the Musical and taking on the starring role of Augie. I am super delighted to be joined by the super talented George Crawford. Uh, hi, welcome to the podcast. Hello, thank you for having me. Uh, yeah, so you've been on tour in Waitress the Musical for a good couple of weeks now. Um, how has it been being back on the road? Yeah, I mean it's the audiences have been absolutely incredible and i feel so lucky to be you know one of the first kind of tours well not one of the first but one of the many tours that are going around the uk at the moment after such a crazy couple of uh, year and a half i'd say um so it's really amazing just seeing audiences back in the theater again and how a how safe they feel and b how much they are actually enjoying themselves just having something to look forward to again having live theater again is um is something that i always am really grateful for every time i go into the stage absolutely it's so incredible to see so many shows um back open again and you know obviously with the with your show you know waitress it's got such a huge fan following around the world um what do you think that it is about the show um which has made it such a hit I think there's so many key um, elements in the show that it, that are covered, but are covered in such a subtle and gentle way. Instead of something being just thrown at you, it, um, I think anyone who comes to watch the show can relate in some way. If that's um, being in an uncomfortable relationship or feeling like an outsider or feeling like um, someone who is vulnerable and, and doesn't have a lot of, close contact with friendship groups. I feel like there's something in the show that anyone can kind of relate to. And um, I didn't realize how powerful the show was until we were, um, we'd opened and people were, you know, sending messages in and letters just saying, I can really relate to this show and it's actually helped me seek help or um, open up about how I feel. And that's kind of when I was like, wow, I'm in, su I'm in such a lucky position to be, helping tell this story through, you know, the amazing uh, Lucy Jones, Sandra Marvin and Evie Hoskins, who are the three, you know, <clears throat> main waitresses who do such an incredible job um, telling this such beautiful piece of theatre. And then just me being a little jigsaw piece of this amazing puzzle that we put together, I feel, yeah, very lucky. Yeah. And what was it about the role of Oggy which really attracted you to the role? It's just a bit, it's just a bit daft, isn't it? Uh, <laughs> um, I don't know. I, I it's he's. I'm very lucky in the show that he is like the light humor for the audience. Um, he tends to come on after quite serious moments or talking about serious topics, and it almost gives the audience a, oh, okay, now I can relax a bit and you know, watch this guy do some silly stuff. But he's also got like, it's not just a, a comedic part. It, when we were in rehearsals, we were talking about, you know, finding the truth in the character instead of it just being, I'm going to come on and do something funny. This guy, this guy still genuinely believes that um, Dawn is the love of his life and he's never met anyone like her ever in his life before. So instead of it being like, oh, you're not, you're not going to leave me. It's more, I genuinely think I will never find anyone like you in my life. Um, the songs are great that he gets to sing. 
the writing is so clever and so beautiful in other scenes that yeah I don't know I just I've always just been a bit daft in life so it, it wasn't too far from playing myself to be honest yeah so um obviously yeah you're touring with a fantastic cast you know you have you know people like Lucy Jones and Matt Willis uh, starring in Key Wells um what have they been like to work with as well you know in rehearsals and you know going on tour together it, it sounds so silly but they're so normal which is so amazing to have in the company the company itself I am like I keep saying I'm so lucky to be a part of because there is the real sense of a family environment um we always kind of get together before the show and just check in like how are we feeling is anyone you know wanting to express anything today and we always just make sure that we're all checking in with each other to make sure that you know it, it is although it is a musical and it can be funny it is a quite a serious topics at times and it can affect people in different ways so you know um and Lucy is amazing at kind of leading the company to make sure that we are there for each other. Um, I am always just in awe of watching her perform on stage. And every time she does, she used to be mine. I'm sat in my dressing room, listening to the applause that she gets, which she truly deserves. It's just, I don't know how she does it. I think she's actually a machine. I don't think she's real, <laughs> but she's just such a kind, warm person to be around and Matt is the coolest person in the world like genuinely again so normal and so happy just to talk about the Avengers which we both absolutely love and just talk about normal things which doesn't ha it's nice to go into a show and a company where we can talk about just normal life as well as musical theatre we also have things that we'd like to talk about like music or our families and whatnot so it's um especially in Crawley at the moment, me and Matt are sharing a dressing room and just getting to speak to him about just life is, is nice to come away from the bubble of what musical theatre is and go, this is also a job, but we also have normal lives as well. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, obviously, you know, I think musical theatre has definitely undergone a huge revival in its popularity and there's much more people, you know, talking about and celebrating um, musical theatre. Um, what absolutely. do you think, yeah, what do you think it is about musicals which has spawned this renewed interest? Well, what a good question. Um, I think musical theatre, theatre in general, is more accessible to people. Um, Netflix um, producing more um, musical films and then uh, everybody's talking about Jamie on Amazon Prime like <clears throat> it's becoming a lot more accessible to people who might not be able to travel down to London or travel to the Leeds Grand for example um, but they have it at home and it's a nice little snippet into what the world of this the crazy world of musical theatre is I also feel like uh, musical theatre is evolving into more current topics and I, I think a prime example of someone who's a real craft at that is Lin-Manuel Miranda who his brain just makes me want to panic at how clever the stuff that he creates is and I feel like something like Hamilton um, was a real step up into this new stage of contemporary musical theatre that we're, we're going into and well I mean in the heights as well kind of links into that but Hamilton has just become this huge craze as it rightly should be. And I feel like something like Hamilton, also Book of Mormon for people that might not like musical theater, those kind of shows really make people just sit there and go, wow, this is just crazy. Like spectacle as well. I went to watch Frozen um, a couple of weeks ago 
And I just sat there and went, anyone would love this, regardless of if it's a Disney film or a Disney musical. The actual spectacle that you get to see is just mind-blowing. And I think Moulin Rouge will be something similar when that comes to the West End. It's, yeah, I don't know, like the the scale of productions that people are able to put on at the moment is is incredible. Yeah, I think it is definitely amazing. I think the shows that you've mentioned are great gateways into musical mm-hmm. theatre as well. Um, do you remember what was, you know, your first experience of seeing a musical yourself and, you know, what sort of impact did it have on you? So I, I grew up, my nana had like a three set DVD of Singing in the Rain, Calamity Jane and Annie Get Your Gun. And I used to watch Singing in the Rain every single time that I went to her house. And I was just absolutely obsessed with Gene, Ken- Gene Kelly and Donald O'Connor. I, I could just watch that film over and over again. And that was my first real introduction to what musical theatre was and I just aspired to be Gene Kelly growing up I was like this guy is so cool um but the first thing that I saw I think the, th- the first thing that I can remember seeing going wow was Billy Elliot in the West End and again it's a, it's a similar thing of like the, the scale of like the house came out of the stage and you just yeah absolutely amazing and I think as a young boy watching other young boys on stage performing and just getting the applause that they deserve. I was like, that. I want to do that. That looks really cool. Um, but wanting to do musical theatre came quite late to me because I spent a lot of time not really knowing what I wanted to do. I knew that I liked performing and singing and dancing and acting, but I didn't know if you always have that self-doubt of, am I good enough to even, you know, do this? And it's only with the support of your family and friends that you, you push yourself to to try and pursue it and then and here we are having this chat <laughs> yeah i mean um yeah obviously you know you also got to train at art Ed as well and when i was researching for this interview i saw that you actually trained alongside jack yarrow you know the wonderful yeah. jack yarrow um what what memories do you have of training together and you know was it surprising to see you know all of his success after graduation yeah i mean jack is so humble so modest and even now, you know, after the, the scale of playing a lead role like um, Joseph at the Palladium, still the same guy that I know from training for three years with. He's an absolute sweetheart. Um, we did newsies together for our third year show and he played Jack Kelly. And he was, we, we spent the three years that I did at Arts Ed, the first two years, we didn't really see much of each other because our classes were in, in different timetables and whatnot but then when I got into the rehearsal room and saw him doing that I was like this guy's gonna be huge this guy's gonna do so well and going back to what I was saying about someone like Lucy Jones they're just so normal and so nice there's no ego there's no sense of I'm amazing and I'm gonna do so well it's just this guy who loves singing who loves doing what he does and it happens to be very very good at it as well uh yeah and I just had the best time with him and we still you know we're still really good friends now and he came to watch me in uh, Wimbledon when we opened here and I went to watch him in Joseph and yeah he's an absolute superstar well yeah I saw you know as well you know obviously there's a huge number of amazing stars who have graduated from outside you know from people like Julie Andrews to Maria Friedman to Will Young um does that add a lot of pressure for you that you have to aspire to that sort of success level well, I've not really thought of that before. Um, 
I just kind of thought it was cool that those people went there. I never thought, blimey, I need to, I need to hit that level. I was just always, especially through training, I was so <clears throat> focused on pushing myself to the limits that I, I could go to. Um, I was kind of taking things day by day, to be honest, instead of thinking that is my end goal. I was going, what can I do in this class to, to make the best out of it? Or can I hit that note today? Or how many turns can I get on this leg? For example, it was just those little things that I'm quite a competitive person. So I always try to be the best that I could be in those situations. Don't get me wrong. Sometimes I'm like, oh, I'm, I'm so tired today, but it's just about trying to push through each day. And you don't, I don't think you even realize how much you progress in those situations because you're so focused on the day-to-day -day stuff instead of going, I want to get to that level. Um, and then it all kind of just fell really nicely into where my career is now. And I'm, I'm so grateful for the training that I had and also how much I pushed myself and I was determined to get the best out of what I can do. Yeah. Um, where do you see yourself in five years? Whoa. Um still working hopefully <laughs> um i don't know i think i'd like to just settle down get a house and still be in like you know financial security of work i don't really have dream roles i've got dream shows but it's more kind of theaters that i want to perform at i want to do like the open air theater um the uh, don mar the national it's more like ticking boxes of those for me instead of it being like i want to play this role i i'll be grateful what with whatever work comes my way um in five years that is a long time away that's it goes by quickly though <laughs> i'll tell you what it, it, it really does yeah i'd say just in a position where I'm, I'm financially secure in the work that i'm doing that i still love Okay, um, you're originally from Yorkshire, and um, I want to know as well, you know, what was it like getting to play Leeds Grand Theatre a couple of weeks ago with the show? Yeah, really cool, cause, because prior to COVID, I was doing uh, Book of Mormon, and our next stop was going to be Leeds, and then we shut. Um, so I never got to perform there. And my mum's performed there when she's done Amateur Dramatics, so she's been there before me. Um, but yeah, it was really cool. I got, you know, a lot of family and friends coming to watch the show there and we go to Sheffield next week. So it's nice that I'm getting to perform in a lot of Northern theatres and isn't, and, uh, a girl who's in the show with me as, as well, Monique, she's from up North and she, we went to college together. So it's nice that the Northern talent is taking over the UK. <laughs> Yeah. Um, also, you know, um, yeah, when you were touring with the Book of Mormon, obviously you got to see a lot of these um, theatres um, around the country. Um, did you ever develop a favourite theatre as well at all whilst you were touring? And have you seen any interesting theatres on this tour? Absolutely. My favourite theatre was the Theatre Carré in Amsterdam. Um, we ended up being there for four weeks and it's the most beautiful theatre I've ever seen. It's on on the um, canal, uh, the waterfront. And it used to be a circus. I think it still sometimes gets used as a circus, but all the floor can get moved out of the way and they've got a water system and they've still got the cages where like the elephants and the lions used to be back in the, in, in the day where the circus was the prime attraction. And then when the house lights go down, they've got these huge chandeliers that when the house lights go down, the chandeliers start to lift. And um, yeah, I it was the most beautiful theater I've ever seen. and. 
the yeah the, the team there for the front of house are all so lovely and yeah I'd say that one that, that was a, a very special time in my life and the fact that I got to go somewhere like Amsterdam and and Switzerland and be and performing there through work was so cool yeah yeah what has surprised you the most about working in musical theatre oh these are good questions <laughs> I'd say the effect that it has on people like I used to obviously you know watch shows when I was younger and and aspire to be in shows or aspire to be like certain um leads and actors but yeah especially with with waitress in particular how much people can connect to songs or scenes or shows in general or characters and the fact that it's allowed them to go and seek help or go to counseling or get out of an abusive relationship or speak to family members or friends that they've kind of cut ends off and rebuild those relationships and the fact that I'm a part of that journey for someone is yeah very touching actually yeah it's definitely uh, very powerful and obviously you know we're coming out of you know what's been a very unprecedented time um you know when you were going into rehearsals and preparing to do waitress did restrictions impact on rehearsals at all and you know how has it been connecting with audiences you know who have been perhaps socially distanced wearing face masks for example yeah i mean in rehearsals we had masks on all the time but then if we were like running a number, we were able to take them off and and, and do it. Um, it wasn't actually as bad as what you would think it would be. When I found out that we were obviously wearing masks all the time, you naturally would think it would restrict what you'd be able to do. And you'd be like, oh, I've got to put my mask on. But we had no COVID cases or anything throughout the whole rehearsal process or anything like that, because we knew that what we were doing was working. And at the end of the day, the safety of the cast and the crew and the whole team behind the show was our priority. Obviously putting the show on is still quite high up, but making sure everyone was safe was the priority. And, you know, it, it paid off and we we're able to put the show on the road very safely. Still the same thing when we're warming up, warming up on stage, masks are still on, but then when it's a vocal warm up, we take them off. So, and to be fair, because we've done that for a year and a half of our lives of going to a shop with a mask on or socially distancing in a cinema or theater, it's just kind of normal. It doesn't feel too different from what life has kind of been. And we've been lucky that when we open the show, it's been to a full capacity. So um, we've always just had like a, a nice full audience compared to a socially distant situation. Sorry, my coffee's kicking in. So I'm like, well, <laughs> but yeah, no, it's, it's been, it's felt more safe than anything. It's not felt like an inconvenience. It's, it's been more, I don't mind doing this for the safety of being able to put the show on. Um, one issue that has been popping up a lot on social media as well with theatres is that um, obviously there's no longer that connection with fans at stage door, for instance. Um, do you think that this is a positive development or do you, are you looking forward to you know, meeting audience members outside stage door again? Um, yeah, I mean, when we've been to a stage door, there has been fans of the show there and we're able to kind of distance and go, thank you so much for coming and... You know, if they want, we're, we're trying as best as possible to go, thank you, but we can't, you know, sign anything or take pictures because we don't know where your pen has been or, you know, we don't want to be in a situation where there's been a cross-contamination. Uh, and back to like the rehearsal situation, I don't mind being in, in that situation if it means we allow the show to keep going. It's been great to speak to the fans of the show and, and yeah, you know, see how much it's impacted people and, 
that they think I'm pretty funny, which is which is always a bonus. Um, but yeah, I'm really looking forward to whenever it may be, just being able to speak to people a bit closer and or sign something or have a picture and yeah, have that kind of outside connection to the to the fans of the show. Because um, yeah, like you said, it's got it's got an amazing following. Um, but you still kind of gauge that following from the applause at the end of the show. So yeah, we're not we're not far away, I don't think. Yeah, with most theatres now um, reopened, um, have you had the chance to see um, much theatre yourself and do you have much booked for the future? I, yeah, so when I was in rehearsals and just a bit prior to rehearsals, I tried to see as much as I could because I knew that I was going on tour. And my sister's boyfriend, and I've got a lot of friends in Hairspray, and I was really lucky that I got to watch the um, reopening of the socially distanced Hairspray which was amazing. And I, I absolutely wept because it was my first time back in a theater in, in, a, in a long time. And the, the atmosphere in there was absolutely incredible. So I saw Hairspray. I saw, everybody's talking about Jamie. I saw, I saw Frozen, which was just ridiculous. I saw Baghdad Cafe, which Sandra was in uh, at the Old Vic. I saw Les Mis, the concert, because Lucy was in it. Um, I think that's everything that I've got a chance to see so far. But I've still, oh, and I saw Joseph a few times because of Jack and also my best mate um, went on a few times. Um, but that's it for the moment because I don't know when I'm going to have the chance to see theatre again. But there's a lot of things that I still want to see. And there's always new things coming in and doing limited runs and whatnot. So yeah, theatre is theatre is back. Yeah, it's definitely exciting. And I think loads of people are going to be excited about seeing Waitress. Um, what do you hope audiences will take away from seeing this new production, touring production of Waitress? Um, you've always got your friends. You've always got your family. You've always got someone who cares about you and loves you. So whenever anyone feels alone, always know that there's someone there to support you. Um, it sounds so, so cringy. But when someone says there's plenty of fish in the sea, so true there's always someone that will you will find some kind of connection with yeah just i think i think the main message is um, you need to love yourself before you can love anyone else and that's kind of the main moment that that really hits me in in there's a bit in the hospital scene where she finally well she, she just basically decides to stick up for herself and she can really love herself and the child and doesn't need anyone else around her to distracted from yeah, from loving herself so once you can love yourself then you can you know put that energy into other people as well I think that's a, a really important message especially through the year and a half that we've just had where I know a lockdown was very very tricky for a lot of people in the world but also a lot of people that I know who were stuck in a flat by themselves in London or you know didn't really have any family and friends around were spending Christmas by themselves um so really trying to build that love for yourself because it can be really tricky being like, God, I hate myself today. I've got nothing to do. Da, 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 da. Um, so it's nice to kind of watch something like Waitress, I guess, and go, yeah, I'm enough. I'm, I'm pretty cool. Yeah, it's great to like hear your connection with the show as well. And, you know, having done the show for a few weeks now, um, do you think playing Oggy has changed you anyway? Has it changed the way you look at life and has it changed your perspective on things at all? Um... I've not, I, you know, I genuinely have never even thought of this. Uh, I'm not sure, you know, I, 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 I think me and, and Ogie are quite similar. Um, maybe just not necessarily the part, but being part of the show is just, 
I like to believe that I'm always a, I'm a very kind person, but just being additionally kind to people and you don't know what people are dealing with in their day to day. Yes. So, for example, Jenna, she's constantly coming into the um, pie shop and serving people with a smile without, you know, none of the customers realize what her backstory is and what she's dealing with on a daily basis. So I think more than anything, it's just, you know, be as kind as you can because you don't know what people are dealing with every day. Yeah, that is my answer for that one. There you go. <laughs> thank you. Um, yeah, I mean, it's been a great interview anyways. Um, thank you for doing this. Um, just as a last question, um, what do you most want people to know about you? About me? I love Spider-Man. No, <laughs> let, me, let me think of like a, a genuine <laughs> answer. Um, yeah, I, I don't know, like just a bit daft. Um, it's weird. I don't really think about myself. If you ever want to speak to me at stage door, please feel free. I'm not, I, it sounds daft, but I'm like, I'm not Judy Dench. I, like, I graduated like two years ago and I'm, I'm very fortunate to be in this position where I'm playing such a cool role. And yeah, I don't know, like come, come watch Rages. <laughs> Yeah, I'm really looking forward to seeing the show. Um, so, uh, yeah, I'm sure loads of people will be looking forward to seeing your performance as well. But yeah, George Crawford, thank you so much for your time. Thank you for having me.